What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to What Girl and her mother-in-law. Happy fucking Monday. We're grateful for today. I'm grateful. F- <laughs> grateful. I'm grateful grapes. again. What's with the grapes, man? I am grateful for our weekend together for Mother's Day. Aww. I loved it. Anne-Marie hostess with the mostest. Always does it up well. Dad cooked. Yeah. Delicious. Dad has a new Blackstone. Good company. Yeah. It was just, it was nice. It was, it was a perfect nice. weather it was, day. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, it was just, it was nice. So grateful for family, for, you know, spending time with family. Love it. I love days like that. Like, I feel like the vibes are nice when it's sunny and you just get to chill yes. around and eat and drink and just chill. Yes. It's good I agree. vibes. I agree. My grateful is our pool. Oh, did you go in it yet? Um, I have it because we've been having some technical difficulties, but we've figured it out now. We just switched to salt, you guys, so it's just a whole nother thing to figure out. There's like a machine on our filter now and like the numbers and you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. So we're just we were just ironing out the kinks of that and we had to like run our filter for forty eight hours after we put in all the salt stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we realized that our filter was on the wrong setting. So it wasn't actually filtering the whole 48 hours. So now we just figured it out yesterday. So now it's filtering again. But um, I don't know. I'm just grateful that we have it. But I'm grateful that we also figured it out. Because I was real close yesterday. I'm like, how much does it cost to have someone come every week and just fucking take care of it? Like, it can't be that much, right? It's like the (laughs) landscapers. Like, just make everything easy. And not that, like landscaping to me that's a pain in the ass you're out there all fucking day you're sweating it's a mess you're picking shit up that is annoying the pool i just don't i'm just not educated we weren't we didn't know how to do it Mm -hmm. but i think that like keeping up with the pool is not that difficult as Mm -hmm. people make it seem i just think since we were like learning how to do it for the first time Mm -hmm. i was like fuck it we'll just have someone come do it (laughs) but we figured it out so go us (sighs) got it yeah good Uh, i think i think because the, the pool got cloudy. And then when we figured out that it wasn't actually filtering, that makes sense. We're like, oh. And then the machine was saying that the salt levels were not good. But it wasn't actually filtering through the salt machine. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So now I'm like, okay, let's do it again for 48 hours. And hopefully it gets uncloudy because the salt was just sitting in there. Probably made the water cloudy. Right, right, right. Okay. So now hopefully after the 48 hours, it's better. It looks like it's already starting to clear up. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. But yeah, it's I just, even though like I haven't been able to go s- in it, I, it's just nice to sit by it too. Yeah, but listen, I'm glad that you opened it and started it early. This way, right. by the time like the heat, heat, hot yes. weather comes, it'll be like, it'll be second nature. It'll be perfect yeah. all the time because you guys will have this all under you. Imagine yeah. if it was 90 degrees out right now. You'd be pissed off if you couldn't go in your pool. Exactly. You know? We're or she'd be out. like, I don't give a shit, I'm going in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a salty ocean, but I don't care. <laughs> the first day that we opened this, the day after we opened it, I really wanted to go in because it was like 80 something. And on, we were had to dump all this stuff in because I was like, I don't want to leave it open without putting all the salt stuff mm-hmm. in. And it was like, can't go in for another 48 hours. I was like, says who? <laughs> what chemical? Says who? It's only salt. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, Aw. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you guys to like, well, especially you, because I know how much you're looking forward to. I've already been out there every day. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, I was like, oh, I'll go out there for like an hour and read my book. It's so nice, right? Just yeah. go outside and yeah. boom, done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that for you. Thanks. Yeah. I've been really excited for this moment. So now that we're here, I'm happy about it. You know what Finish I'm really... Finish another book. Oh, oh, another one, huh? What? I, well, 
No, go ahead. You finish your book. You're going to forget so, what you were going to say. I was just saying, you know what I'm really happy about? My Kizzix. Alyssa and Zane got me <laughs> Kizzix. Um, they just don't fit my feet. But that's all right. We're going to exchange them. We she already, already did. She already did. Yeah. And uh, I'll have them on Thursday. I was so yeah. excited to wear them today. And I quickly tried them on when they gave them to me. And I'm like, oh, they're great. And she's <laughs> like, why don't you put on socks? I'm like, no, they're great. And today when I put on socks, I'm like, oh, they are not great. So, but she exchanged them already for me. So the new ones will come Thursday. I am so excited, guys. I'm so picky about the way shoes fit. So that's why I was like, if they don't fit, like, you're not going to wear them. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm so picky about it. I'll I'll order two sizes because I'm like, I want to see the half size, how different it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I hope that this one works. But then Alyssa's like, if not, we return it again. So I'm really excited. But let me tell you something. Them shit's fucking work i was so impressed tell them just, what they are i think a lot of people know what they are but they're oh, just shoes that you could just step into you don't gotta like bend down tie them uh shoehorn or use your finger to get it on like you just yeah. step into it and it just like pops up yeah and and it's so easy yeah. but with my back and the whole tying and all that other shit it it was just like to me like a no-brainer mm-hmm. and i had talked about it and Alyssa had no idea and little sneaky Alyssa put it in her notes you know me she yeah uh, she I'm she, always writing shit down <laughs> gotta watch out for this one <laughs> but um yeah and also they got me um a window bird feeder yeah. that attaches to the window so the birds can the come outside, like yeah so the birds can come up to the window because i love my birds you guys know mm-hmm. me and my fuck my fucking birds but um yeah i'm excited for that too yeah you're excited to set that up yeah i was like trying to think which window but yeah i'm super excited to set that up i feel like either in the living room because you're like sitting on the couch and you can watch or by the kitchen sink i was thinking by the kitchen sink because i was also yeah. like I can't open that window once it's on there. You know what I mean? Oh. So I want to make sure it's on a window. Well, I could put it on, if I put it on the one that slides. No, because then You can always switch it too. It's a suction cup. But, um. Like test it somewhere. Yeah, I want to put it on a window that I will see. So I was thinking the, um, the kitchen. Yeah. Also. Yeah. And, uh, I'm excited because then my little birdies will come. Yeah. It was a very Jerry gift felt. Sneaker? That was another thing that Sneakers I wrote down. Sneakers and bird feeder. I love it. <laughs> that was another thing that I wrote down when we were talking about it, too. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Damn it man. helps me because I'll be like, what was that one thing that someone said that they wanted? But then I just, I literally have a note called gifts, and I've everybody I know's name. And I just have a little list for everyone. So that when I'm like, someone needs a gift, and I'm like, oh, let me go on my list and shop from it. That's so smart. Yeah. So smart. I just, I love gift giving. It's one of my I know favorite things. So yeah, how she's my a love. very good gift giver. I get giver. so excited. Like, even even giving those to you, I was like, ooh, she's going to be so excited. Oh, and I fucking was. Look how <laughs> yeah, excited you I were. was. That was the best reaction ever. <laughs> the sneakers. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, yeah, definitely. I was so fucking excited. Very So cute. excited. Um, yeah, I finished another book. It's called Hopeless. Again, Colleen Hoover. I'm getting through all her books. I'm, I'm getting there, actually. I think I might be like, I should count them. I might be like halfway. No way. I don't know. I have to count them. But um, it's a series. It's like a five book series. First one was pretty thick. Actually, the biggest book I've read, like 400 and something pages. And it was a little bit slow in the beginning, but it made sense because it's such a big book and she probably wanted to introduce all the characters and you have to like set things up in a certain Mm -hmm. way. And I'd rather that than be like rushed through and be confused. Right. You know, so like I appreciate that, but it definitely picked up towards the, you know 
second half Mm -hmm. and oh my god the twists and turns i was not expecting shit to like connect the way that it does and i was telling zane yesterday this might sound like really silly but i consider myself to be me and jerry say it all the time like more like common sense smart versus like book smart so i'm actually pretty impressed and proud of myself that i can read a book that not that colleen hoover is the most like intricate author ever i'm sure there's more that are way more confusing but I'm proud of myself that I can like connect follow dots along. and follow along and like go back like the next day and remember what I read the day before. Like usually I'm like stupid like that. So I'm impressed by myself. You're in, <laughs> it's an interest of yours, you know, yeah. like if it was, if you were reading about geography, you wouldn't have read, remember what you read yesterday, <laughs> you know, no. it's because you're, you're genuinely, she's um, a reader. Uh, no, sorry. She's an author that you can read. Like I get her. Yes. And, and I've noticed little similarities with her yeah yeah like she had the same nails as me like the same french ombre i noticed and then also i noticed she says damn straight which is something i say all the time and she just put it in the book i just read too like one of the characters like damn straight and i saw it on her instagram story damn straight and you're like oh my god oh my god it's like your soul sister (laughs) your soul sister your sister from another mister (laughs) she's fucking hilarious i feel like she's in her late 30s maybe let me see She's so funny on social media. She's just like a like she just like a, um like a troll all the time. Oh really? Yeah, like she's very like sarcastic. But it's funny. Um Colleen over age. Let's see. 43. Wow. 43. Have you ever seen her? No. Oh. This is she. This is her. This is she. Oh, she's adorable. Yeah. She's funny though to 43. follow on social media. Wow. The the next thing is are Colleen Hoover books appropriate for fourteen year olds? Is Verity age appropriate? Listen. I mean, I have never I mean, I don't know if advertising this is the greatest thing, but I've never really sheltered my kids from say like rated R movies or PG thirteen movies. I didn't I make like sure they were thirteen. Either. And I feel like when because I did that, nothing was ever a shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it was like it was just second nature to them yeah. to hear cursing. So I mean Amani. He he was a little wise ass. Had a little potty mouth. He, he had a little bit of a potty You're mouth like, at Shit. one point. <laughs> but um but I think for the most part, I think like if you if you just lay it out there, like it's just easily accessible, like it's not um, it's not something that you tempt them with by saying no, you can't. I I always feel like the more you say no, you can't watch that or no, you can't do that, the more they want to do it, right? right. They want to test the waters. They like want kids love candy and cookies, right? And <laughs> you know, listen, like my ex boyfriend Dave, like I will never forget this. Every, like we went to when I when we were dating and I went to his house when I tell you this guy had every kind of cookie candy chip everything in his house at all time nobody ever ate it right at my house growing up when I was a kid if my mom bought a box of cereal that shit was gone in one sitting right. me and my brother fucking ate it because it was a it treat was, it was a treat we yeah. never got it yeah. and now same thing at my house I throw shit out you know it I mean there's like stuff in my cabinet that I'll wind up not the drizzles though. Drizzlicious is Alyssa. Aaliyah loves them. Takes them every day to snack. Oh, I'm obsessed. But there's like no. Bl- she messaged me yesterday. Wait, sorry. 
go ahead. She there, there's just shit in there that I will wind up having to toss because like a, I have a, a bag of chips that has maybe a third left in it. And it's like that makes me happy because it's like I'd rather I mean, I don't like wasting food. Don't get me wrong. But it's like I'd rather it be there than not be and then find like candy wrappers under my kid's bed because they're binging because they never get it at home, you know. So I don't know. Off on a tangent that didn't make sense in the end. But yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, you know I mean, me, my, guys. My parents never kept um, soda in the house. That was like a thing where only on like occasions at other people's houses or like if we went to the diner, me and my dad would always get vanilla Coke. But I never became like, like I needed it because I felt like my parents did a good balance. Yeah, so of, you like, just you don't really have it at home, but yeah. like you can have it if you get it elsewhere mm. kind of thing. And I felt like that was a good balance. And now I don't even drink soda. So worked out. I was just going to say Aaliyah messaged me yesterday because I posted about the Drizzlicious, the Chi-Chi's. And she said these slap, I posted the cinnamon ones, these slap, but the birthday cake ones, on the other hand, are ass. I love, I was like, no, I love all of them. Really? Send them over my way. Those shits are fire. I really think the box is next to empty, but maybe it's all the uh, birthday cakes that are in there. No problem. That's funny. I love all of them. They're so fucking good. They're Guys, they're like these little mini rice cakes and they're drizzled with like a... I don't know. One of them's chocolate, one of them's cinnamon, and the other one's birthday cake. So it's like an icing kind of thing. Oh, I eat them like every day. Yeah. So I mean, good. she makes a sandwich at night and every day, like every morning when I go yeah. to make a breakfast or whatever, it's like she's got her bottle of water, her sandwich and her little drizzlicious. So she's so, going to need a refill. I guess so. Yeah. That's going to be a repurchase. Yeah, Costco doing. repurchase. Yeah. They're so fucking good. Although people have been posting in the group that they find them at Home Goods, Home yes. Goods and yes. Marshalls yes. and all of them in the bigger bags. Yeah. So it's like if I see a bigger bag there, maybe that would be better since she don't like the variety or maybe right. just swap them out with you, you know, yeah. or something. I like I like the convenience of the the mini bags. Yeah, yeah. the serving sizes is so convenient because I will sit there and eat the whole fucking bag <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that's funny she's she's funny my kids sometimes you know <laughs> sometimes okay let's read some emails okay. um we're gonna give you guys some advice let's do it okie dokie okay hello beautiful ladies i've emailed in a few times and you guys give better advice than everyone anyone i've ever talked to oh my gosh <laughs> thank you so the much pressure. <laughs> you're unbiased therefore honest some may say a little too honest. Maybe sometimes. <laughs> uh, thank you for always giving such good advice. Thank you. Um, struggling to get this down into words. I'm hurt and I don't feel like I can get out of this again. I have so many other issues with my parents, like abandonment, narcissism, mentally abusive, addiction. What? Fucking, etc. Fucking, etc. Okay, understood. Um, Not like fucking, I, I was comma, very confused for a second. <laughs> Like, why do you have a problem? <laughs> um, I've always had to think, why am I not enough? Because for as long as I can remember, I've had at least one parent be absent or manipulative. Both my parents always kept a little hold on me, meaning they could go weeks without talking to me. Then they call and blame me for not calling. I've been struggling so much with my mom. I want to cut her off, but I don't want to hurt my kids. So I'm just stuck being lied to and bullied. My dad showed for my entire life and I was never important to him. So I struggle with him around. Ooh. What does that mean? Like her dad showed her for her entire life that she was never good enough. Understood. Why can't I make sense of anything today? Uh, on top of dealing with You're that. You're frazzled. I think I am. I've had a frazzled morning. She had a frazzled morning. I've been, uh, yeah. 
on top of dealing with that, I recently found out that my family is spreading rumors about me, saying things like I refuse to go to a holiday party if alcohol wasn't welcome. I'm a heavy drinker and everyone's just watching me go downhill fast, neither of which are true. Holiday parties are about my kids and I'm always the DD. I'm also not a heavy drinker. I drink on weekends occasionally or when my kids are in bed or gone, but not daily consuming. Now, here's what's hurting me the most. My family is mostly recovering addicts, drug dealers, alcoholics, felons, etc. So why, if they think I'm drinking heavier going downhill, are they making rumors instead of helping me? Even though the rumors aren't true, why not ask me or my husband? I had to cut off so many people growing up. I don't think I have it in me to cut more people off. I don't think I can handle knowing another person doesn't want me around. Am I reacting badly here? Am I right to be hurt? I'm not sure what to do anymore. Thank you, ladies. Sorry this is so long. I feel so horribly bad for you. Like, this is a shitty feeling to grow up your entire life with never feeling like she literally feels like why she's not good enough. Mm -hmm. And you're wanting to surround yourself or be accepted by people that you say in your own words are narcissistic, mentally abusive. They're addicts. They're, you know, they have they abandon you at times. Why? If I was you. I wouldn't even want to look for the attention from them. They're not good role models. I mean, I know you're the they're your parents and it's kind of shitty for me to say, but why um why do you care so mm, that's horrible, Jerry. Ugh. I don't think just because it's your mother and your father, I don't think that you should allow yourself to continue feeling like you're not good enough or that you'll never be good enough just because they are your mom and your dad. You know, like, I don't think I would sacrifice my, I mean, you're, you're married now, you have children of your own, you're still allowing them to manipulate you and put the blame game on you and they're talking shit behind your back. I don't, I would just cut them out. It would be a very easy decision for me to just cut them out of my life. And you know me, like, I'm all about family and all this other bullshit, but <laughs> bullshit, <laughs> family and bullshit. <laughs> but I, I just feel like for your mental health, the way they're talking to you, like, why try try to be so accepted by like you said the felons the drug addicts the the narcissism like I, I don't know i i think it would be easy for me to walk away and i don't think that you're being um reacting badly here i don't think that you're um being harsh or anything i think that you need to do what you need to do for your mental health and i think that your kids would get over it and and if you're providing your kids with a loving environment, they're not going to ache for that. They're not going to miss the unhealthiness of the other relationships. Like, that's just my two cents. Okay, I'm going to give, like, kind of, like, another opinion. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what I'm gathering from this email, what sounds like, is that you don't want to cut them off. You ended it with, I've had to cut so many people off. I don't have it in me to cut off more people. I can't handle knowing that another person doesn't want me around them. So Jerry took it in, in the perspective of just fucking cut them out of your life. I'm going to take it in the perspective of if you want them to stay, how do you go about that, right? Like how, if you want to try to mend this and try to make it work, how would you go about that? You also said... If they're if these rumors aren't true, why don't they just ask me or my husband? So I would encourage you to do the same thing. 
where are you hearing these rumors from? If you don't talk to a lot of your family members, where are you hearing that your family is spreading rumors about you? Who's telling you these things? If you're hearing something about you and it's hurting you, it should be confronted. And I think that you should do, oh, why not ask me and my husband? Okay, I heard a rumor about me. Why not go ask and see what was said? Why was it said? Do they Are they sorry about it? Why are they saying these things? Can I mend this and have a conversation? If you have the conversation and they gaslight you and they say that they said those things and it still hurts you and they're not apologetic about it, they don't feel bad, then I would say you got to move on and you tried what you could try. Um, But to me, it sounds like you don't want to cut them out. So that's what I would do. I would approach it in, hey, and I wouldn't keep secrets because I think that's just adds fucking so much fuel to the fire. I wouldn't be like, oh, this one said not to say anything like nah, this person said this about you to me. Why did you say that? And let's hash it out. And I think that you could go from there. If you're listening to me and you're like, list, that sounds terrible. I actually do want to do what Jerry said and just say fuck them all and just move on. Then go for that. But I think that if you want to go for that approach, take your own advice and like, why not ask the person that you're hearing these things from? Mm -hmm. So I think it could go both ways. I don't know how you're feeling about it right now, but. I think it's so. Yeah, I think it's so sad, even though when like when you said that she said um, she don't want to um, cut them out because she cut so many people off. She don't think she can handle knowing another person doesn't want her around. You cut them off. They didn't cut you off necessarily. So you got to change that mindset, too. I think that's like something that's messing with you. You know, like if she's cutting toxic people out of her life, you know, like word it like that. Like you did yourself a justice. You did yourself that favor of getting that. I mean, just again, hear the words that you wrote. Abandonment, narcissism, mentally abusive, addiction. Uh, and then you talk about like um, how they're like felons and alcoholics and drug dealers. Why? If you're getting those type of people out of your life, why are you looking at it in a sad way? Like, I don't want more people not to, you know, like, I wouldn't want to be around that. I wouldn't want my kids subjected to that. I I just think it's not, I think you know that it's not a healthy environment, which is why you were cutting people out of your life. But I think if there's a few more that you need to do for your sanity, I think you should do it. Again, like Liz said, though, like if you're wanting to keep this relationship and you don't want to cut more people out of your life, then I would, like Liz said, have that conversation, find out who, why, where. Mm -hmm. And I think if that's the case and you want them in your life and you have that conversation, I think the number one thing is you have to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like, I think follow it up with the, well, this is how it's going to go so we can continue having somewhat of a relationship and then whatever those boundaries are that you set, they're going to need to respect. Yeah. Wow, that's horrible. And I really do feel very bad for you. Yeah. It's a shitty feeling to not feel wanted or or that you're not good enough. But also, like, what's the saying? Don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. Yeah. Like all these people are setting examples of someone you don't want to be. So like even if they do feel those ways about you, like that's not somebody that you could want. You would want to trust their opinion anyway. Right. Like, look at your life. I don't want to be like you. Why would I care what you think of me? I'm doing just fine. I'm married. I have kids. You know, like that's that's the thing. Like you're probably living a much better life than all of them put together. And it's like, it all comes down to jealousy. And it's like, just, I think, focus on you and your kids, your husband and, you know, uh, branch out. 
you you can meet new people in your life that could be better than any family member that you've ever had, you know? So, I don't know. I wish you a lot of, lot of good luck with this. Hello, ladies. Uh, relationship advice. I'm so excited to hear your advice. I would really love an outside second and third opinion from you two, as this has been in the down low for more than two years now. Mm. Let's get into it. So, my coworker and I started off as really good friends. Everyone thought we had a thing for each other, but we always denied it because we really thought we didn't. We started hanging out quite frequently in 2020. Then one day, we came up with the idea of renting a hotel room for the afternoon to watch a baseball game. Uh-huh. How silly. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> but since we both li- still lived with our parents at the time and didn't have our own place to watch the game, we figured making it a cool hangout with some drinks and food at the hotel was the way to go. We have been friendly and flirty, and one drink led more and more, and then the night ended up as us being more than friends. Whoops. That night, we talked about the, quote, mistake that we had made and said that we both wouldn't be awkward and that it happened already and we're both okay with it and we'll continue being friends. Well, we continued being friends with benefits after this night. We told each other we were both okay with our decision of being friends with benefits, but if that one, but if one ever developed feelings for the other, we would tell one another and go from there. I also think you should know that we both had discussed we didn't see each other as more than just friends and that we were both not ready for a relationship. Okay. So fast forward even more. We're in 2023. And ever since the first night we continued being friends with benefits, we would hang out literally almost every day. We would text every day and we would do, you know, quite often. I myself was definitely developing feelings for him. But since he had told me he was not ready for a relationship and it had been like seven years since he was in the last relationship, I believed him. And I was also insecure and I thought maybe he would never even see me like that. So I never told him that I had feelings for him. Sorry, hold on. I have to hit something on the laptop. Fucking Adobe. Fucking Adobe. Does anybody else hate the Adobe fucking (laughs) thing that pops up? Flash player. (laughs) Shut up. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) I was really enjoying this story. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Now I have to find my spot And I can't even read along because I don't know where I threw it. I put it somewhere. You're invested? (laughs) I am. Okay. It's a well-written story. Okay, so she never told him that she had feelings for him. Okay. I moved out from my parents' place, and I started living my life as a single girl. I was on dating apps, and I dated guys, and things happened with some of these guys. Well, my friends with benefits slash situationship guy would get really jealous, and he wanted to cut off our situationship slash friends with benefits relationship because he said he couldn't handle me with other guys and that he would get jealous. But he never admitted to having feelings for me still. So I thought that cutting off our friends with benefits was not fair because at the end of the day, him and I were not a title and we're not in a relationship. We were only friends with benefits, which meant, which meant that we could see and date other people. I convinced him and we kept it going. But eventually, a couple months ago, he told me that he did have feelings for me and then I confessed my feelings for him too. Now, we're in a situation where we both already know we have feelings for each other, 
but he can't seem to get over the fact that I was in bed with other guys and that eats him alive sometimes and is the reason why he doesn't want to make us official. Mm. He said he's not ready and he doesn't feel like he's in love with me anymore like he once was when he found before he found out about the guys. He said he's in love with me, but in a different way, that I'm special to him and he wants to try to make it work between us but he needs time to heal from the pain. I told him I would wait for him until he was ready and healed because I genuinely love this man. It's now been four months and we're still not official. He said that he is making healing progress, but he's still not quite over it. My dilemma is, yes, I was going around other guys and dating them, but I don't really feel like this is fair to me because it seems like he never understood what friends with benefits meant. And also, he never confessed his feelings to me or else things would have been different. So now it's been four months. I'm still waiting for him to make it official. He's saying he's making healing progress, but there's still something that he can't get over. It's kind of getting me worried that he'll never be over it. So what do you guys think? Am I crazy for waiting? Is he right about needing time? Who's right here? Thank you. Sorry, it's a lot. Okay, wow. All right, so here's, here, here's one thing. You also said you started developing feelings for him and you never said anything. So we can't fault him for not saying anything because you also didn't say anything. However, she didn't get mad at him if he were to be with someone else. Exactly. <laughs> so that is how we can fault him. Because if he was honest and the first time that he saw you on a dating app or the first time that he saw you with somebody else is when he should have confessed his, fe- his true feelings for you. Regardless of how he... All right, he loved you before in a way and he never told you and now he's hurt that you slept with other people. My opinion is, is that he should have expressed himself quicker to you, like the true feelings. And I think that if he says he's working on it, he needs to heal a little bit, I don't know if he'll truly heal. I think this is something that he's going to always have in the back of his mind because it really did affect him a lot because you're talking this is months and months and months later and he's still not over it and i don't think he'll ever truly be over it i think that anytime you guys have a little bicker a little argument i think anytime you walk out the house without him knowing where you are i think his mind's going to go there i think he is always going to feel some sort of way that's just my opinion and maybe it's my opinion because that's how i felt with dave i always felt like he was out doing something because he did it so i always felt like when you guys were in a relationship. We were in a relationship, though. And I guess... Big difference. No, but I'm saying, like, say he says, hey, I'm over it. Let's get into a relationship now. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's always going to have it in the back of his mind. Okay, but this is on him. A hundred billion opinion. percent. Like, he needs to, like, sorry, but, like, grow up. A hundred billion didn't percent. Tell, you told her you don't want a relationship. You only We're want friends, just with be benefits. friends with benefits. You don't, you're not ready for a relationship. You agreed to the friends with benefits. That doesn't mean you guys are dating an official and she can't go be with somebody I, else. Listen, now I, you're going to come back and be upset with her. I agree That's a billion percent you, with you. I don't know if it's coming, what I'm saying is coming across any differently because what I'm saying is if, I think if you guys were to get in a relationship, I don't think it would be a healthy one. I think he'd always have it in the back of his mind. I think he'd always be, I think he would carry with this, this with him forever. So yeah. I'm saying I don't think it's a healthy thing. Yeah. I don't think it's a healthy thing. And I think once he had those feelings, had he been truthful about it, you and you reciprocated and you felt those feelings too. I don't think that it would have been an issue. I think you would have just then been in a relationship. Yeah. But because he 
wasn't truthful to his feelings and he supposedly was okay with the friend with benefits like he can't fault you for that you can't you can't yeah you can't make her he's making her feel bad for doing something that they weren't dating they're not together that's his fault and now he's making you feel bad about it like you did something wrong fuck that and I would say exactly that to him. Yeah. Like, listen, I would have never did if I what I did if you were honest and told me how you truly felt about me. I would have never did that. You are the one that told me, sorry, I, it was seven years ago. I was in the last relationship. I don't want to be in a relationship. I just want to be friends with benefits. Mm-hmm. If he would have told you differently, you would have respected that. Mm-hmm. You did exactly what he wanted you to do. And the fact that now it's coming and biting you. Uh, you know, or he's trying to guilt you in or, or, or whatever it may be, I don't think is very fair. I think he needs to own all the shit that he's responsible for doing, you know? And, like, what and, about before you even met him? You were with other guys? Like, is he going to, like, fault you for your past all the time? Yeah. Like, that definitely, he seems like You're not he's, the only guy he's been, you're not the only guy yeah. that you've been with. That's so silly to me. I don't like when people do that when they get into a relationship and then they make someone feel bad about their past. Like, I didn't even my know you. My past is my past. Yeah. I, do, I don't know you. Yeah, I didn't know you Yeah, it has nothing then. to do with you. Yeah. And like, sure, she said, oh, yeah, you know, I really wanted to be friends with benefits. I tried to convince him and he finally said yes. But at the end of the day, he made that decision. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. she was like, oh, I really wanted to be friends with benefits. He didn't really want to. And then he finally said yes. But at the end of the day, he agreed to it. Right. No matter how it came about. You know, and he still stood strong on like, I don't want a relationship. So when his feelings changed, when his outlook changed, he should have been honest with you. And I was like, oh, I'm in love with you, but in a different way. Yeah. Making you feel bad because you've been with other men. Well, that's okay. So I I think he sounds immature to me. Yeah. I think he's also got um, insecurity issues. For sure. You know, so I think that he's always going to hold this sort of just like that, what Alyssa just said. I wish I had it in front of me so I could say it again. But just like the whole I love you in a different way kind of thing. I think this is always if you were to get wait, wait for him longer and get into a relationship. I don't think it's going to be a healthy one. I think this is always going to be an issue. I have to heal from my pain, like making you feel like you're such a fucking bad guy. Yeah. Like, dude, what? Yeah. No. No. He then was he should walk the away and be too. like, listen, I shouldn't have agreed to the friend with benefits. It really hurt me. So I got to walk away. Right. Not, I have to heal because you, you betrayed me. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. make her feel bad. He, he was friends with benefits to you too. You know what I'm saying? Goodbye. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe we're being a little harsh, but like, what the fuck? Yeah. No. Sorry. Grown ass man. Good luck to you. Okay, advice needed. Hello, ladies. This is my first time writing in. I love listening to the podcast and watching Alyssa on YouTube. I'm Thanks. sorry in advance if this is a little long, but I really need advice. It's always the short ones. Mm-hmm. Always, right? <laughs> uh, I've been working as a CNA for almost four years now, working bedside in a nursing home. A nursing home. Sorry. At first, I absolutely loved it, but about two years in, I found myself wanting to move on into a different setting. So I applied for a job at the same hospital on a different unit. It took some time getting used to, but I started to get used to it. Long story short, about four months in, I had to put in my two-week notice due to the fact that my husband and I only had one car and I didn't want him to leave his new job that he just started. 
I was devastated. I went back to working at the nursing home, and about a year later, I still had an itch about wanting to do something different. So I applied at a different hospital an hour away from where I live, doing something completely different. After being there for two months, I realized it wasn't for me at all. An even longer story. After, I, after a lot of thought and late night talks with my husband, I decided to leave. Now I'm back working at the same nursing home I started at. I'm starting to feel like a failure because every time I try to leave, I end up back there. I get a shit ton. I get, sorry, I get a lot of shit from some people that I work with making fun of me because I keep coming back. My husband has always been supportive of me and I love him for that. I really want to find a good job elsewhere, but can't seem to find anything worth applying for. I'm not sure if I should stay at stay someplace where I'm unhappy or if I should continue the search for a new job or save up and go to nursing school. I could really use your advice. Thanks in advance from a burnt out CNA looking for something new. Huh. Okay. So this nursing home that you're really not loving is your fallback place, right? And I personally don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially if they keep hiring you back, you know? Like, you are. You you went somewhere else, you tried, you applied for another job, you tried it, you didn't like it, right? So you quit. Or one was the distance and you only had one car. Whatever it is, it's like, at least you're keeping yourself employed. Don't listen to people that are gonna talk shit because everybody talks shit, right? So fuck them. I think you should continue looking for something but in the interim you have a job and it's helping paying your bills so i don't think you need to listen to anybody's fucking opinion i think you need to find something that's going to genuinely bring you happiness of course because then it is going to be that it's just going to be a job nobody wants just a job you're not going to give it your all you're not going to love it you're not going to thrive you're going to be like suffocating so to speak and you don't want that for the rest of your life you know i mean listen if your husband job can cover all the bills, then maybe leave there. But I think just stay there until something else comes along. But absolutely, I think you should venture off, try more. If your husband can afford it to pay the bills, maybe quit there and go to nursing school and get your nursing degree. You know, like... That's what I would do. Yeah, if you can afford it, that's, I think, the best thing to do. But if not, and you need the money, then I would stay there while, you know, maybe you could... um, um, pursue uh nursing at night or or work at the nursing home at night and pursue the schooling during the day Mm -hmm. you know like put in the work now so that you'll get to a place where you'll be happy but to me the 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 most smallest part of this thing is the people talking shit let them talk shit fuck them yeah i feel like maybe like if you are willing to stay in this nursing home job because you're you're a cna like that's a great job for a cna like Try to change your mindset on it. Like, try to enjoy your day, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, try to appreciate the patients and, like, you know, put in your head, like, I'm helping people. This is, like, a great job for me. And, like, maybe, like, put in a headphone and listen to some good music while you're, you know, walking the halls if you need to, you know? Or a podcast. Yeah, like, or a podcast or, like, (laughs) bring some yummy lunch, like, and try to just enjoy your day and, like, tell yourself, you know, I worked hard for what I'm doing right now and this is my passion and it's what I love. And, like, maybe you won't be doing it one day in the future, but right now this is where you're at. And and in my opinion, everything happens for a reason. So you keep going back to this job for a reason. Like, something is pulling you back to keep working there. So I think try to 
I know it's not easy, but like try to change your mindset about it. Yeah. And make the best of it. I mean, like one of my favorite jobs was being a cashier. Like everyone would be like, that's fucking miserable. That's the worst job ever. I loved it Mm -hmm. because I just, I made friends with whoever I was talking to. I made, we had fun, you know, like, and of course there was people that I worked with that were shit. And there was people that I worked with that were great, but I stayed in my own lane and I had fun Mm -hmm. and that's it. That's all you can do. You know, you got to make the best of where you're at. Yeah. Even like I babysat too for, she was 10 years old and she had a disability and she was still in diapers and it was tough. It was a tough fucking job, but I made the best of my day. And then, you know, when I realized I was unhappy, I left Mm -hmm. because I was able to, or even in my other job, I worked for a clothing company. It was fun at first. I made the most of it, realized it wasn't for me. And I had to leave. Right. But while I was there, I had a smile on my face. You know, I was like, this is where I'm at right now. This is where I'm meant to be. A hundred percent. And you got to, you know, make make the most of your situation. Try to make more friends at your job, you know, instead of or if people are making fun of you. Laugh about it. Be like, yeah, I can't fucking figure it out. I keep coming back here. But, you know, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Laugh with them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm sure no one's like bullying you. It sounds like they're just like giving you shit for it. Like, oh, you're back. Susie's back. That's not her name, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like laugh with them. Yeah. Like, yeah, guys, I don't know. I'm fucking, I'm stuck. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I think a combination of Alyssa and me, I think it's the best way to go. I think while you're there, change your mindset, be happy, be grateful Mm -hmm. that you have a job. You grateful that they're taking you back. Like you, like Liz said, you know, you're, you're helping these patients. You're, you're you're doing good to the world. Right. Look at it through that lens and whether you want to pursue nursing or continue looking for a different job, do that. But don't be miserable while you're there. That's only a choice that you know. We can't tell you right. what to do. Yeah. We, we don't know if you want to go back to nursing school or if you want to stay in this job or if you want to not work for a We don't know. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a you choice. I definitely think, though, having that better mindset while you're there, um, just putting that smile on, even if you're crying behind the smile, because, I mean, I think one of uh, something Alyssa and I, or I think everybody says it, but one of the biggest things is like when you go to somewhere and the fucking people are miserable. It's like if you're not fucking happy, leave your job, right? So you don't want to be that. You don't want that to, like, come off of you. So at least while you're there, you know, enjoy it the best you can. Yes. Be happy, you know. That mindset definitely can change all. Mm-hmm. Because it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. That's your job right now. So you got to do what you, you make the most of it. Okay. Friendship advice. Hi, Jerry and Alyssa. What's poppin'? What's I've poppin'? I've always wanted to write in, but I never had a chance until now. But before I get into the drama, let me just say both of you are amazing, and I would love to be friends in real life. LOL. Aww. We love you. Thank you. Anywho, now for the drama. Let's give some background information. My friend and I met back in college and got really close through the years. So close that I considered her a sister. Well, fast forward, we decided to plan a trip with some girlfriends. <laughs> Mistake number one. (laughs) Just kidding. Kind of. Uh, Some of us took off work and others have been saving up for it. Guess who decided to cancel a few days before we were supposed to leave because she was going through a UTI. Come on. Now, I totally understand. A UTI sucks. But canceling when we had more than four days didn't sit right with us. So we told her, give the medicine some time and that she would start feeling better in 24 hours. She agreed. 
the day before we were supposed to leave, she said she still couldn't wear pants and that we need to reschedule. <gasps> and let me point out that she <laughs> did try to cancel this trip a few weeks before because of something that she wasn't even sure was happening. Anyway, I got mad because when she tried to reschedule things, she wanted us to take only her schedule into account. <laughs> like, after everything, she wasn't able to say, hey, since I'm the one causing the problem, let me see when y'all are free and I can work around that. No, she doesn't say that. She has the guts to say that we have to reschedule when she has another three-day weekend. The whole situation set me off, and I said the trip was canceled, and because we canceled the day before we were supposed to leave, we had to pay a cancellation fee. And because I'm the person I am, I wasn't going to... Uh-oh. Is there more to this? Oh. There's a whole <gasps> other email. Okay. Sorry, she must have sent it too early, and there's two emails. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I was so upset for a second. I'm like, did we just miss this whole email? Um... Uh, Okay, let me just um, find where I was. Um, and since I'm the person that I and because I'm the person that I am, I said I wouldn't pay for it because it wasn't my fault. So she ended up paying two hundred dollars in cancellation fees. Aww. Everyone, oh, <laughs> everyone had moved on from the situation, but she kept ignoring me. I was confused since I wasn't the one that did anything wrong except for ending the rescheduling process because it was getting too complicated and the other friends agreed. But then I recently found out she went behind my back to try to plan another girl's trip. It never ended up happening because the other friends in the situation don't trust her to follow through with things, but it was shady. I also went over to her house where my other friends live and she ran past me to avoid saying hi to me. I'm getting to the point where I'm close to blowing up in her face and saying how much of a child that she is acting. Uh, like I said, if there's a problem with me, she should come talk to me and say something bothered her and we could work through it and not ignore me to the point where she can't even say hi to me when you see me. So that's where I'm at. Should I reach out to her and try and work it out? Or should I let the relationship take its course and let it end? She does mean a lot to me since I saw her as a sister. But I also feel like this treatment is granted. Let me know what y'all think. Sorry if this email is all over the place. Okay, okay love you. Bye. Well, is, is, listen, we all, we, we say it all the time, right, Liz? Every day we grow, every day we we grow right so maybe this is just the new version of her because to me you have a you have what was there four people four girls going on a trip and and she has a uti and she can't wear pants i mean she's on medicine no, they give you like a two-day pill and it's gone no but here's my thing she said in this email and she tried a few weeks prior to that to cancel for something that she wasn't even sure so i have a feeling that this girl double booked herself Mm. And blamed it on a UTI because she tried previously. The worst excuse. But she tried previously canceling it and it didn't work out. So now last minute, oh my God, I got a UTI, I can't go. You know? You guys should have all just went. And fuck without her. her. I don't know why you guys all canceled the trip, first of all. Like if I had a girls trip with multiple girls and one canceled, I'd, I wouldn't be like, oh, we all have to cancel. Yeah, actually, I didn't even think of that. I'd be like, that's on you. so smart. That's on you. You want to cancel the day before? I'm still going and having a good time. Mm. Yeah. Props to all why, of you for canceling. Why did you guys cancel? I did I not even think of even that. Even if there wasn't even tension. Even if they were like, I had an emergency. Like, listen, I can't go. I'd be like, I'm so sorry. That sucks. Like, you try to get your money right, back, right. but I'm still going. Right. 
Unless it was like obviously something horrible and I should stay with my friend. But right. like if it was something like a UTI. Hey, I, yeah. Or like, hey, I broke my finger and like I can't go. OK, have fun fixing uh, your finger. Bye. Bye. Yeah. I'll have an extra drink for you. <laughs> I'm paying cancellation fees. Like I'm already packed. I'm going the day before. Wow. Genius. See, that's what happens when you're young and smart. You just think of the things that the old bitch yeah, don't like, well, think you of. have a UTI, so <laughs> everyone has to cancel their vacation? Um, wow, yeah. So why did you guys not go? That's interesting. I want to know. Yeah. I want to know. Uh, uh, she sounds very silly. I don't know. I think you guys did the nice thing of all not going on the trip. I think maybe if you guys all went, she could be a little salty and not say hi to you. Sure. But, like, you guys literally all canceled your trip, and you are like, listen, you want to cancel? You pay for my cancellation fees. I think that's very fair. Yeah. And listen, she fucking tried booking a trip behind your back. So I think that she's a shady kind of person. Yeah, no thanks. And regardless of how you, through college, you viewed her as a sister because you guys were so close, people change. She's just maybe developing into somebody who you're not going to yeah. like in this You've next stage. Each other. Yeah. Because that's some shady shit. Yeah. Like, that's just... That's not nice. Yeah, of her. you can appreciate all the memories you had with her when she was like a mm-hmm. sister to you, and now you're like, eh, we're just not the same that's anymore, it. and that's fine. Yeah, I just would you would you the? confront her? Would you say why the fuck would you try to book a trip without me? Like, why would you do that? It depends where I would be with her, like where I would be at. Like, if she just like wasn't talking to me after canceling the trip, then I'd be like, all right, she's just not talking to me. Yeah, then what do I care? I mean, unless you I want don't closure. I want to go on a trip with her anyway. But if you want closure, the girl who wrote yeah, it in, if you want if closure, you want closure yeah. then yeah, you should be like, yo, why the fuck are you running past me when I come to the house? Uh, she's running past you because she fucking tried booking a trip without you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's being shady. She knows yeah. she's being shady. She's embarrassed. That's why she's running past you. But if you need closure, I would confront her and say, oh, why the fuck? What the fuck yeah. is going on? Also, We're adults a, here. You have a fucking UTI. Like, yeah, it's uncomfortable. You don't have the flu. Go on your <laughs> vacation. <laughs> grow up take your I, pill eat your fucking cranberries and fucking grow <laughs> up like so what you have a fucking hot vagina live with it <laughs> <laughs> it is really fucking uncomfortable but it's not a reason to make people no. inconvenient and cancel a trip no well she's lying first of all she doesn't have a uti so that's what i think weird I mean, though honestly, i should cancel it then i that's that i don't know you know like for what i don't know well, so that's all you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even think why they couldn't even go without her. I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even fucking comprehend that. And that like, wouldn't even cross my mind canceling. I would be like, oh, that sucks. You can't come. That's what I'm saying. Like my the mindset. Like I, I was like, oh, wow, that sucks. You had to cancel. But good for you for making her pay the fees. <laughs> and you're like, why didn't you just go? Why didn't you just go? <laughs> I don't know. Why didn't you guys just go? I'm curious. And then if she wants to go on and then if she wanted to go on another trip down the line, then you go on another trip. But why would you cancel the one you have? That's annoying. First of all, canceling a trip. Ugh, that and sounds for, like a nightmare. And for the other fucking three girls to try to work around her schedule. Fuck that. She's the one that fucking canceled. She's like, yeah, no. Mm-mm. She's sitting there like, fuck, why didn't I just go? <laughs> All right, let's do one more. This is you. Sorry. This says update. Oh, okay. Well, that's why I said it was you because it was ginormous, but. Okay. Advice. Hi, ladies. First off, I want to say I love y'all and your podcast really brightens my day. I have recently went back and listened to some of the first episodes you did. Jerry, listening to your story about your ex and the situation you were in really made me feel not so, so not alone. Not so alone. I have a beautiful one-year-old daughter and I'm married. My husband treated me horribly through my pregnancy and I've raised my daughter pretty much by myself with the help of my mom. I've told my husband multiple times that I want him to be in her life more and 
he could at least spend some time with her and he will for a while but then he'll stop i don't want to be married to him anymore but financially i'm not in a situation where i can leave and i am so afraid he will fight me for custody of her obviously i want to see her but he has no idea how to care for Obviously, I want him to see her, but he has no idea how to care for her as he doesn't even know how to change her diaper. I'm at a loss of what to do because I don't love him and I don't want to be with him anymore, but I want to do what is best for my daughter. If you have any advice for me, I would love to hear it. Love y'all. Um, okay, real quick. First of all, you mentioned you have the help of your mom. So financially, I would hope that if you have a great relationship with your mom, she's helping you with your child, she would let you fall back on her for the time being while you get on your feet. So that is who I would rely on in this situation because in my opinion, of course, if you have no other option, you have to like, you know, pick your battles, choose your battles, I guess. But if you're relying on someone just because financially, that's no reason to be with someone. You don't want to be with him. You're not happy with him. You don't like how he doesn't take care of your daughter. You are, are saying like you want a divorce. You do not want to be with him anymore. So definitely don't let financial stability keep you with him. Hopefully your mom is willing to help you out for a little bit and you'll get back on your feet. And, um, you know, if you want to have a shared custody, he's going to have to figure out how to do shit. Have a shared custody where you have to be with him for the first while. Make sure, you know, you feel comfortable about it as long as he is, you know, making sure her diaper is changed and he's making sure she's fed and happy. That's all you can ask for. So... That's what I would. That's how I would go about it. And Jay's I agree. Still reading. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree with everything that you said. Yeah, absolutely. Do not. I mean, you said here, like listening to my story. You listening to my story about my ex made you feel so not alone. If I could do it with three kids, you can do it too. Yeah. It's scary. It was difficult, and we had ramen for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the longest time. <laughs> But, but you I'm weren't with say, him anymore. But right, you get yeah. out of it. I mean, you, you said that he treats you horribly, like even through your pregnancy and stuff. Yeah, no. I, I, yes, no, don't put up with shit just because there's that marriage certificate or just because of like the financial. Because you need his money. The, like, yeah, no. like that's, you can go get help. You can get aid from your state. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm assuming, I don't know where you live, but right. there's all kinds of helps uh, help out there. And um, sometimes we got to swallow our pride. And it was very, very hard for me in the beginning to do that. And I did it. And I was able to just get help with a little food stamps for my kids in the beginning. And it um, it helped, you know. And, and the, the mental freedom I had from not being in that relationship was worth everything yeah. and more. So priceless sure exactly so it may may it may very well be extremely like a very difficult time but you'll make it through and you're gonna you're gonna feel so much better about yourself and yeah. what you're doing for your daughter and setting an example for absolutely her. you're gonna show your daughter how yeah how to like love themselves enough to do what's best for them. Yeah. And like Liz said, like hopefully you'll have that support from your mother. I'm telling you, if not, there's always, when there's a will, there's a way, mm -hmm. you know? Even if you guys, like, I don't know what your living situation is, but even if you guys need to stay living 
you know, together for a while, but separate your ways, like, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, we did that for three years. For three years. Yeah, Yeah. you guys live together still. Yeah, I slept in the living room, like, the bedroom was his. I mean, I moved my clothes out and everything, and it was just like, we lived as roommates, you Mm -hmm. know, until we were able to actually go through the divorce and the process of the divorce and stuff like that. And um, that's what we did, and I mean, it it was was still... uncomfortable i mean he did work a lot so we didn't really have a lot of interactions but when he was home i felt uncomfortable i'm sure sure. he felt uncomfortable but we had to do what we had to do to in the interim you know exactly and um the other thing that you said here was um the daughter like Liz said, have supervised visitation, whether yeah. it's you you and him together during those visits or whether it gets court-ordered supervised visitation because he doesn't know how to care for her yeah. until he does know how to properly care for her. Yeah. You know, um, and it, I'm telling you, it's it's hard and it's difficult, especially like your marriage is ending, like all of that. It's a lot to go through. And it's, it's fearful if you've always sort of relied on that relationship, on the money, on the husband, and now all of a sudden it's going to, potentially be gone it, it's it's very very scary but you got this it'll all work and, out and it end. does yeah one day you'll look back and you'll be like what was uh, i so scared that, of yeah i mean it it's always hindsight yeah, yeah hindsight it, it always is like look what i did i exactly. accomplished that yeah you know totally you got this damn good luck to you all right guys thank you so so much for listening today that was a lot of different topics but i enjoyed it so if you want to email in please do we won't say your name don't worry um our email is agamilpodcast at gmail.com a-g-a-h-m-i-l podcast at gmail.com you can also go ahead to our instagram it's just at agamil and hit the little email button so you don't have to remember anything i just said all you have to do is hit that button Type in your little email and hit send. And just please put in the subject line what it is you are talking about so we can properly categorize you. Um, Send it in. We want all of it. Relationships, mother-in-laws, all of the above. Send it in. And we'll talk to you all on Thursday. Have a great rest of your week. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.